Hey guys, so welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. Like, I know you're probably like, oh, this is so basic. I've heard this a thousand times. But I swear, I have never heard this theory before and like this story and this situation. And when I heard it, my first thought was, I need to talk about this on the podcast. So, as you can tell, we're going to be talking about Elvis. And I'm so excited. I can't, I can't, I can't. I'm so freaking excited. And also, I'm trying my best to post weekly. I have a little planner. I'm going to try my best. I still haven't picked a day yet. So if you have a day that you like the best, like maybe you want to listen every Monday or Tuesday, like pick a day that you want my podcast to come out on. Um, And maybe every once in a while I'll have like a bonus episode or something like that. But I need like a set day to post. And I I don't know. I feel like I'm a weekend girl. Like, I feel like when you see me, like, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but you know how, like, you associate people with things like, oh, you're yellow. You're the number five. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm like a Friday type girl, maybe Saturday. Um, That has nothing to do with this. I'm so sorry, but um, (laughs) I sound so stupid, but I'm really excited to get into this. Um. And I know I'm going to forget this at the end, so I'm going to say this now. If you like me, which hopefully you do, make sure to follow my Instagram at Mia Redders and the podcast Instagram, which is at Uncensored Podcast with two T's at the end. Um, All right, we're going to get into this. We're going to be talking about Elvis Presley. Um, He was born on January 8th, 1935, which was the month that I'm currently recording this. Um, Happy late birthday, Elvis. I'm so sorry. And he was an extremely popular singer and labeled the king of rock and roll, which is a big deal. He was raised in Memphis and he originally started singing church music and he really liked to listen to Black Bluesmen and Grand Ole Opry broadcasts, which is interesting. It's cool. Go Elvis. In 1954, he began to record for this producer named Sam Phillips, and Sam Phillips had been searching for a white singer who sounded like a black man, which, by the way, I, I, I'm just stating how it was, so if any of this sounds iffy, you gotta remember we're talking like 1950s. Anyway, in 1956, under his new manager named Tom Parker, he came out with Heartbreak Hotel, Hound Dog, All Shook Up, like, that, like we all know these songs. And in that same year, he appeared in Love Me Tender. Um, he was on a bunch of TV shows, like The Ed Sullivan Show. And I think he was in 33 films, but I could be wrong. Um, but, you know, because of his, like, charismatic style, his, like, cool hip-shaking thingy and his hair and, like everybody was just obsessed with him like he's he's Elvis um but he did go serve in the army um from 1958 to 1960 but he went right back to recording and acting right after um but his like style was a little different and in 1968 he introduced a Las Vegas based touring act with orchestra and a gospel type choir so that is the basic about Elvis, Elvis's life, if you didn't know. Um, unfortunately, he did pass away at age 42, supposedly. We're going to talk about this. Um, and this was attributed to natural causes and hundreds of thousands of fans gathered at Graceland, which is like where he was from, um, to mourn 
And when I tell you, as I don't want to call myself like a conspiracy theorist, but I that's what I got like clout for that's what people know me for so we're gonna use that word for now but as a conspiracy theorist like when I when I heard oh Elvis like didn't actually die I'm like oh my god here we go again but this story I'm gonna tell you today actually makes me rethink everything and I'm just I'm gonna let you decide for yourself but I really want to know what you think about this so please send me a message on my Instagram comment on my TikTok I don't care what you do send me an email for Christ's sake I just want to know your thoughts about this all right we're gonna get into the the juicy stuff now so you know all about Elvis um and you know that he died at the age of 42 years old which means that he died in 1977 on August 16th, specifically. So, decades later, in 2001, Dr. Donald Hinton, who it was, or I don't know if he's still alive, but he was a board-certified psychiatrist, he came out with a book called The Truth About Elvis Aaron Presley. Um, and it was written by the doctor and co-written by a man named Jesse. Dr. Hinton says that Jesse was a man who he treated that claimed to be Elvis Presley, and Jesse went by the name Jesse because that was the name of Elvis's twin brother who was a stillborn. And this is real. This is, like, factual information. This is not a conspiracy, this part. But Dr. Hinton claimed that Elvis faked his death with the help of his manager, who we talked about, Tom Parker. And if you've seen the Elvis movie or you've done any research about Elvis, like, in his life, this seems like it would make like, sense in a way, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but according to Dr. Hinton and Jesse, Elvis had to get away from his life for multiple reasons, including poor health, um, threats against him and his family, stuff like that, and if you want me to do an episode about Michael Jackson, let me know, because Michael Jackson is a case that I truly believe he did not die when he did, if that makes sense. Like, I'm sure they passed away at some point, like, of old age, but there are some celebrities that I just do not think died when they say they did. So when I title this, like, I don't know what I'm going to title it, but like, if it's like Elvis didn't die, like he could be dead now, but I'm talking about in the past. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Tarm, tarm, nice. Tom Parker, um, agreed with this theory that, you know, Elvis had to get away for multiple reasons because of course he would make a shit ton of money and basically Elvis made a lot more money in death than he did alive which isn't surprising because so many celebrities do as well think Michael freaking Jackson anyway since Elvis has died he has been at the top of the Forbes list highest earning celebrities that have died which is just crazy like the it mm, like the things people do just for basic life insurance policy money like think about all the murders that happen it's not that out of reach that somebody would like fake their death or you know because tom and so many people would be getting so much money anyway going back to talking about tom mr tom parker he had this vibe that just was very money hungry and he didn't really seem to be concerned with elvis's well-being like at all um but anyway, Dr. Hinton claims that he treated Elvis slash Jesse for six years for pain management due to his arthritic conditions and just other medical problems. And through all this time, that's when Jesse opened up to him and told him about his true identity and the fact that he really is Elvis Presley. 
Um, Dr. Hinton's book included several handwritten letters by Jesse himself claiming to be Elvis and that he would reveal himself to the world in 2002, but clearly, obviously, that never happened in case you didn't know. Um, but Dr. Hinton's book led to an investigation of mail fraud for legally prescribing medications to a patient that he's never met in person. And I'm going to play you a clip, um, about like what he explained and what his thoughts are anyone without seeing them eye to eye and it is truly Elvis Aaron Presley there's absolutely no doubt all right if you still don't believe me Dr. Hinton actually surrendered his ability to prescribe medicine and he was placed on a five-year probation by the medical board which is insane like this is his career that he's I guess in a way throwing away because he believes this like it's crazy but um when Dr. Hinton came under attack Jesse slash Elvis actually wrote a letter to the attorney general saying, quote, Sir, I don't know if you believe in my continued existence or not, but if I continue to expose myself like I did in the book, I will be eliminated very easily, pure and simple as that. And the attorney general actually hired a certified graphologist named Shirley Mason, who has worked for the FBI multiple times to look into this and graphology is not something that's widely accepted but it's really commonly used with the FBI personally I feel like it should be used more like I know that a lot of people think handwriting can be copied easily but like if you have a professional that really knows what they're doing I, I, mm, I just feel I feel like it's valid but anyway this woman who is a certified graphologist and obviously has studied it a lot, claims that she would testify under oath that Elvis Presley has to be alive um, because the handwriting between Jesse's letters and Elvis's personal letters when he was alive were just so unmistakable and absolutely identical, which is a pretty big thing to say. And, like, to say that you would testify under oath that a dead celebrity why did I say that so weird but that a dead celebrity is alive like just pause think about it <laughs> I that's wild and I'm gonna play you a little clip about about I'm gonna play you a little clip of her talking about the letter and what she does and all of that lovely jazz hand in person you see had a tilt or slant that letter was reviewed by an international graphologist Shirley Mason her analysis is part of the Attorney General's report. That handwriting remains constant. Uh, it's as exact as, as a long, long, long math problem. Shirley's analyzed handwriting for 23 years, 10 with the Kansas Never. City, Missouri Bureau of Investigations. Not only did I work on cases of forgery, but on criminality cases. My work stands up in court as a concrete evidence. No one else can write in the same pattern as someone else. No matter how clever. The attorney general actually dropped the charges against Dr. Hinton, which is so significant if you think about it. Like, just pause and process that this legally was dropped. That's insane. But anyway, of course, 2003 came by, still no Elvis. So this kind of like went under the radar for a bit. Um, but then came along this woman named Suzanne Stratford on Fox 8 News. And she was the one who was, like, focused and assigned to do the story on Dr. Hinton and Jesse. And she found it very, very interesting. 
She followed this case for some time, but the investigation was stalled because nothing had happened, and obviously Elvis never came out and said, like, hey, I'm alive, what's up? So, you know, her research was stalled. But in 2008, Suzanne Stratford got a really interesting email from a woman named Alice Elizabeth Tiffin, who now goes by Eliza Presley. Eliza Presley claims that she is the daughter of Vernon Presley, who was Elvis's father, and that she is Elvis's half-sister. And if you're looking at me and you're like, how does this have to do with Elvis being alive? It's gonna boggle your mind. Listen and wait, because we are just at the tip of the iceberg. But, apparently, when Eliza was little, she discovered she was adopted, and it didn't really bother her much because she knew who her birth mother was, but she never knew her birth father. And honestly, she didn't care until she had a cancer scare in the year 2000, and she realized, like, she knew nothing about her family's history, and she had her own children as well, and it started to make her nervous that she didn't know anything, like, if her family had heart problems or, like, cancer genes or any of that. Cancer genes? Is that what it is? You know what I'm trying to say. I'm adopted, too, and sometimes, before I found my birth family, actually, all the time, I would just be like, oh my god, like, am I gonna have cancer? Like, are my migraines something that my mom has? Like, does my mom have anxiety like I do? Stuff like that. Like, it really takes a toll on an adopted person. But anyway, back to Eliza. She decided to ask her birth mother for her birth father's name, and she ended up contacting the man who her mother claimed was her birth father. But this man said he did not know Eliza's mother, and there was no way that she was his daughter. She didn't really think too much of it. She was just kind of confused. But a few years later, her husband had a picture of Elvis as a child that, like, came up, I don't know, on TV. And he was, he brought it to her and I was like, look, this looks exactly like Andrew, who was Eliza and her husband's child. And this was when Eliza's wheels started turning. And she said she knew that her mom grew up right across the street from Graceland and had actually been family friends with Elvis's family. Which is like, I know it might sound out of pocket, but, I mean, the connections there, like, if you look up Eliza and, like, her family, you will be shocked at the resemblance. And, allegedly, there's even a photo of Elvis and Eliza's birth mother um, together. But Eliza's husband was actually the one who suggested that maybe Elvis was her real birth father just because of the family resemblance. Um, but also because she was the only one of four children to be given up for adoption. So it was just something that, like, Eliza didn't understand fully, which is kind of crazy because I was also the only one of four children to be put up for adoption. I'm not a Presley. But anyway, <laughs> back to S Suzanne Stratford. Um, in 2002, she wanted to meet with Jesse slash Elvis, but he said that he wasn't ready, but he was willing to send a DNA sample. So he did. And... Just think about it. Like, if someone was to send a DNA sample, that's a big deal. Like, if you were faking it, like, if Jesse was faking it, don't you think they would avoid it or say it's too dangerous or come up with excuses or just ghost everyone? But anyway, he sent the DNA sample and they tested it against genes that one of, and I mean, like, genes, like, genes, like, pants, um... They tested against those pants that one of Elvis's friends said had Elvis's blood on it, but the results were inconclusive because the genes had been tampered with too much over the years. They tried to test it with one of his scars, scars, scarves, 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 but again, the DNA was just not suitable because it was so, like, many years later. 
Um, and something weird happened with the DNA lab while they were trying to do the test with Jesse's DNA versus the DNA from Elvis's autopsy versus the DNA from Elvis's when he was alive because he got a liver biopsy. I know it sounds confusing, but what I'm trying to say is Jesse didn't match Elvis's DNA, but the weird thing is that Elvis's DNA did not match itself. Mm -mm 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 -mm. The liver biopsy that Elvis had when he was alive did not match the DNA from his autopsy. Can we just pause for a moment? Because what the actual... F this obviously raised a lot, a lot of questions. But anyway, flash forward to when Eliza decided to reach out to Suzanne Stratford in 2008. Eliza claims that she was completely uninterested in the, like, Elvis is alive theory, but instead knew that Fox 8 had collected some of Elvis's alleged DNA and she wanted to test it against her own DNA to see, you know, if she's related to him. I mean, as an adopted person, you you grow up not knowing the truth about yourself and your body and who you are while all your friends and family can, like, go back on their family tree and find stuff out. You're just kind of left in the dark. So I don't blame her. But this is kind of off topic, sort of, but it leads back in. But Eliza's youngest children were huge Elvis fans. So Eliza contacted Donna Presley, who's Elvis's first cousin, because she had written a few books about her life with Elvis and the memories of the two of them growing up. And Eliza basically asked Donna if she could get some signed copies of the book. And Donna sent them, allegedly. And apparently allegedly again she also sent strands of her hair so that eliza could test her dna to see if she was in fact a presley eliza tells us she collected samples from elvis's family um she got some from El uh <laughs> she got some from elvis no she got some from donna like we talked about a first cousin on his father's side and brenda smith a first cousin on his mother's side and the results shocked her because according to the lab report eliza let's get a drum roll eliza is biologically related to donna presley and matched both sides of elvis's family tree so like i said a lot of elvis's dna like the actual elvis dna um People thought it was, like, tampered with, and it didn't match either. So Eliza asked if she could compare her, her DNA to Jesse, um, if you remember the DNA sample that Suzanne Stratford got back in 2002. Fox 8 agreed to test the two samples, and according to the lab, Jesse and Eliza are half-siblings. This was the moment she began thinking, holy fuck, Elvis is alive and living as Jesse, and her father was Vernon Presley. And theoretically, if these DNA samples are legit, like if this is actually Donna Presley's DNA and actually Brenda Smith's DNA, the only person in the world who would be able to match that DNA sample is Elvis, because he had no siblings besides Jesse, who was a stillborn. Okay, I know we covered a lot, but this is when Eliza decided to get in contact with Jesse. She got a letter and brought it to the DNA lab, and the DNA letter matched the DNA that was sent in 2002. And she did this just because she wanted to make sure it was all legit and it was Jesse's DNA. 
which if you think about it, like, there are not really ever flukes when it comes to, like, matching DNA and stuff. And the fact that she really double-checked and she, like, covered all her bases and it still came back that she was Jesse's half-sibling, that is just absolutely crazy. Like, imagine wondering who your family is and then finding out you're not only, like, kind of related to fucking Elvis Presley, but you're his half-sibling, allegedly, supposedly? What? I, I, I don't know how. I would, I would probably combust. But there are so many parts to this. And it's like the fact that she matched not only with Jesse, but they both matched with their cousins. It's just like, it, my jaw is on the floor. Like, nobody really knows if this is true. Like, theoretically, this Jesse Elvis person could be alive and, like, maybe we'll know when he's, like, actually dead. Like, maybe he'll, you know what I mean? Like, he could be alive and then one day we're going to find out. But I literally do not know. Like, when I heard this theory, though, I was just so shocked because I feel like Elvis theories are so widely spread and everyone always talks about them. Same with, like, the Michael Jackson theories. I thought I heard it all. But when I heard this one, I literally paused and my jaw was on the floor when I, like, processed all of it and realized, like, oh my god, like, it's not just, oh, he's alive, but it's, like, he's alive as Jesse and has half-siblings, like... Also, I should have probably covered this before, but like I said, this is uncensored, like the podcast. I literally do not edit it. Um, I rarely do cuts. So, as you know, this is all natural, but we I kind of want to go into detail about Jesse, like the actual Jesse that passed away, the stillborn. Because um, I feel like a lot of people hear like, oh my god, Elvis going as Jesse, like that's <laughs> what? But he, Elvis did have a twin brother. And I just want to, I feel like out of respect, I don't know, I just, I feel like we should talk about Jesse. Um, and you guys can get a backstory as to why he decided on the name Jesse. I don't actually know why he picked it um, to go by it, but I'll just, we're going to fill you in. So Elvis Presley's mother, Gla- Gladys, I think that's how you say her name. She was expecting twins um, and she gave birth to them on January 8th, 1935 like we spoke about. And she first gave birth to Jesse, who unfortunately was stillborn. And then 35 minutes later, she delivered Elvis, who is healthy. Also, if you hear barking in the background, I'm trying an episode with my dogs not in my room, and they're a little, they're a little pissed. But we're going to continue. Um, the family, unfortunately, buried Jesse the following day. Um, and this is so fucking sad. This is really sad. Uh, but allegedly, well, not allegedly, but it's reported that Jesse had to be buried in a shoebox because the Presleys could not afford a coffin, which is just so fucking sad. Like, not only did you lose your child, but you can't give them, like, a proper burial. Like, I mean, I, I guess it technically is, but, you know, you can't give them the burial that you think that they deserve. And after I did all this research, I decided just to, like, check out any other little, like, Elvis articles, updates, just to see, like, what's going on. And when I tell you, I have never been more confused with the death slash missing slash whatever. This is, like, I've never been this confused because this article came out on January 31st, 2015, and I'm going to read it to you. I, 
I don't understand any of it. Like, this could be true as well as the other whole thing I just told you, but I, I, it's just so confusing. And remember, this isn't just, like, assumptions. This isn't like, oh, this person looks like Elvis. I guess they're Elvis or they're related. Like, we're talking DNA. We're talking actual cold, hard evidence. But anyway... In 2015, an 80-year-old homeless, white-bearded man was found deceased under an overpass in San Diego, California. Nobody knew the man's name, but friends referred to him as Jesse. So investigators decided to try DNA testing with hopes that something would pop up in the nationwide DNA database. What popped up on the computer screen in the high-tech lab stunned everyone. The DNA results of Jesse Doe were an exact match to the one and only Elvis Aaron Presley. <laughs> what? I'm hyperventilating. I, I, uh, we're not done yet, though. So, lab technician Robert Brensdale said that he and his lab assistant, Madeline Hedgespeth, Hedgespeth? Whatever, we're gonna call her Madeline, laughed when it popped up. They were like, somebody's pulling a prank. Like, this is such an elaborate prank. And they both laughed for like an hour and this is what robert brensdell told the hollywood word which is like a publication based out of los angeles not that we really care sorry but brensdell and madeline they went to their superior like laughing because they were like stop pranking us like come on be for real but they were told to just like simmer down and be quiet because this is not funny and they realized like oh my god this isn't a joke and from there the results went up the ladder to the fbi and then the cia and weeks later, an FBI spokesperson named Philip Hunter has revealed that the deceased man's body was actually the body of Elvis fucking Presley, who had been in the witness protection program since 1970 fucking seven. What? I didn't like I. Why did I not know about this? Why did I not know about this? Why did no one know? Why is this not widely talked about? Why? I, like, I don't even know what to believe. My brain actually feels like it just melted. But we're still not done. I'm going to read you a quote. I'm literally going to throw up. <laughs> like, <laughs> this kind of just processed. But, oh my god. Mr. Presley was placed in the program under a voluntary basis. He was not a witness to any crime or anything like that. Once he had met President Nixon, the two became great friends, and Mr. Presley wanted out of his life. He wanted to be unknown, so President Nixon made it possible. Yes, it is official. Elvis Presley was really alive all that time, and only a hand of, hand of, handful of people knew it, most of which are no longer with us. And this was said by Philip fucking Hunter. I just, like, my jaw's on the floor, because this makes sense. This makes sense sense if you really think about it and also the fact that people like knew him as jesse and then his results come back as elvis Presley. like i'm so sorry but if you don't know how dna stuff like <laughs> i don't even know what to think i have never been more mind fucked in my entire fucking life like i really really don't even know how to close off this episode like I like like what the fuck what the fuck all right I'm gonna cover one more 
thing I found while diving into this rabbit hole. But there's a video out there, and it's an interview with this actress named Celeste Yarnell, who appeared in movies with Elvis, and she became a really good friend. And she, like, really understood him and knew a lot about him and how he thought. Um, and in this interview, she talks a lot about Elvis. And the most interesting part of this interview is when she speaks about meeting John Burroughs during the filming of Elvis Found Alive. And you will hear her say that she signed a confidentiality agreement concerning what she learned during the filming of the movie. She states that she did meet a man named Jer Burrow John. John? I can't. Joe Burrow. <laughs> I can't. Named John Burroughs, who sounds like Elvis, looks like Elvis, and who knew things that only Elvis would know. <sighs> You can put the pieces together and assume that she's saying she knew or she met Elvis, which we do know because allegedly Jesse wrote this in his own letters. I, I, I don't know. Um, I have the letter here, but he pretty much this movie, he calls it a documentary, which is kind of funny because people think it's like not like it's it's supposed to just be a movie anyway um i lost the freaking le oh nope i found the letter but there's no way i can read it <laughs> i'm so sorry elvis but i i i cannot read i don't know what your handwriting says um but this is something else i read um and Okay, pretty much this movie, Elvis Found Alive or whatever, um, came out and documents arrived from the FBI revealing an address for this federal agent named John Burroughs, which allegedly is Elvis's 1970s alias. And after a confrontation, Elvis agreed to, like, chronicle this secret history of his life and death in an exclusive interview and in elvis found alive the movie elvis reflects on his early life and career and describes his admiration for his look-alike comic book hero captain marvel jr he explains that social unrest in the late 1960s and terrorism by the weather underground drove him to ask once again president nixon to make him a federal agent if i could save if i could help save america maybe it was my true destiny that god had prepared me for Elvis reveals that he battled weatherman Bill Ayers and the mafia crime families during the 1970s, leading to a faked death to go undercover. What followed was a long struggle to return to his singing career, and an Obama administration that is preventing it to this day. Elvis Presley remains the single most influential and respected figure in the history of rock and roll music. Okay, you get it. And then I'm looking at his letter, and I really, really 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 have no fucking idea what the letter says um i really wish that i could read it like i'm i'm really trying but i'm so sorry i can't read it and i wish that this was phys physical i wish that this was like you could see this so i could show you the letter but um i i can't show it i'm rambling at this point but i'm just so mind blown and mind boggled and shocked like my jaw is on my jaw is in another country right now my jaw is gone with elvis honestly this has messed me up so bad and originally i was going to film multiple episodes tonight but i am so mind fucked that i need to just turn on the vampire diaries and like lay in bed and like not think for the next three weeks 
So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Please let me know what you think. I'm genuinely so curious. Like, do you think Elvis was alive? Do you think he faked his death? Do you think he, like, actually died when he did? Like, what what do you think all of this is? How do you think the DNA matched if he's not alive? Like, I want to know your thoughts, so please let me know. My Instagram is at MiaRedders with two S's, and the podcast's Instagram is at Uncensored Podcast with two T's. I love you so much. I hope you have the most amazing morning, night, afternoon, whenever you listen to this, and I will see you in the next episode. I love you so much. Goodbye. Mwah.